The Bible tells us that God is gonna keep us from the hour of testing that is coming upon those who dwell on the earth, Revelation 3.10, and that we are not going to go through God's wrath, 1 Thessalonians 5.9 and Romans 5.9. But there are those who believe that the church is going through the tribulation period. They believe in post-tribulation. The Bible doesn't teach that. However, there are a few passages that they go to to try to say that they see the post-tribulation rapture in it. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 is one of them. Today, we're going to look at why that is not the rapture of the church, but it is the return of Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Robert Furrow and welcome to Hot Topics. If you're new here, consider liking, subscribing, sharing, and ringing the bell so you can get all of our new content. The comment section is open below. We would love to hear from you. So the argument goes like this, that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 5 through 10, you have the return of Jesus, and it's undeniably the return. But at the same time Jesus returns, he brings rest to those who are persecuted. And so they say this proves that the rest, the rapture, they call it the rest, is going to come when Jesus returns. However, Jesus speaks of giving them rest when he takes vengeance on them, not delivering them from the persecution. It's not deliverance of the persecution that gives them rest. And we're gonna see that clearly. It's him taking vengeance on them. And we see this in the book of Revelation as well as we have tribulation saints that have been persecuted, killed, and they are under the throne of God, and God tells them to hold on a little while longer, that he will take vengeance on those who persecuted them, and so they're gonna receive rest when God takes vengeance on them. So listen to what it says here. It says, it's talking about the persecution, the tribulation that the Thessalonians have had, and it's been severe. Many of them have died, they have been mistreated. Christianity is not sanctioned by the Romans, and Thessalonica is a Roman city. Judaism was sanctioned by Rome and many of them had left Judaism and come into Christianity and they found themselves under great persecution. So after talking about their tribulation, he says this, which is the manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. So we know that we're gonna suffer. Oftentimes people will say, well, you pre-trib Christians just want to avoid suffering. That's not true. We know that in this world, we're gonna have tribulation, that we're gonna have people who are in this world who are gonna hate us and wanna hurt us. We know that Satan sometimes is allowed to be able to sift like wheat, like he did Peter. And so we're not saying you're not gonna have difficulties, tribulations, hardships, persecutions. We know there are all of those things. What we're saying is when God brings the wrath, when God brings the tribulation, he is not angry at his church and we are not going to be persecuted. So he says the fact that they're going through tribulation is proof that they are worthy of the kingdom of God. And God allows difficulties in our lives that would be evidence that we are worthy of that. And so then in verse seven, he goes on to say, and to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Also, we're gonna see that the church is revealed with him as well. In Revelation chapter 19, it says that behind the horse Jesus rides on is, is a multitude with white linen. Earlier in chapter 19, it says those are the church and they return with Jesus. In Colossians 3, 4, Paul says, when Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. 
The reason he could say that you will appear with him is not because he thought everybody was going to die, but he thought that some would be taken up in the rapture and then return with Christ at the end of the tribulation period when Jesus returns. And then it says after he is going to return with his mighty angels in a flaming fire. In Revelation 19, we're told that his eyes are like a consuming fire. So this is a judgment thing. He returns with eyes that are like a flaming fire, able to see everything that's going on inside of people. And it says here at the end of verse eight, taking vengeance on those who do not know God. God is actually taking vengeance on the people who live on the world for the things that they have done to the Thessalonians and to other Christians, therefore satisfying justice that these people have been greatly mistreated and then God takes vengeance on them. Again, people might not like the fact that God takes vengeance or that God is a jealous God or that God is a God who judges. These are all reasons people don't like it, but we don't get to create God in our own image. We serve and follow the real true and living God. In the lion, the witch in the wardrobe, Lucy is introducing Aslan to someone. And the person says, is he a tame lion? And Lucy says, no, he's not tame at all. That's the idea about God. God is awesome. God is powerful. We should be afraid of him. We've taken everything away. God's vengeance, God's jealousy, God's judgment. Judgment starting in the church. We've taken that all away and people go, why do I have to be afraid of God? Because you don't really have a concept of the biblical God. Once you grasp that, then you find that there are things to fear if you face him and don't have things right. The wrath of God is upon you. So it goes on to say in the rest of verse eight, and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's taking vengeance on those who don't obey. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord. This destruction is permanent. We know that they are set apart in a place where there is torment. It goes on to say, from the presence of the Lord, from his glory and power. So that one of the main things that happens is that God sends you away from him when you don't know him. Can you imagine seeing God, perfect love, perfect joy, light, all of the truth and righteousness that's there, wanting to spend eternity with him and being sent away? And that's exactly what's going to happen to people. And eventually they will find themselves in hell the Bible says some will be beaten with many stripes and some will be beaten with you. So hell will be different for different people. Nevertheless, it is a reality. So then it goes on to say, after being told that they were gonna be, be taken away from the glory and power of God, then in verse 10 it says, when he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints, we are with him and we are glorified with him when he returns. What a thing it will be. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me today, I'll be ashamed of you in that day. When, when he returns, we're gonna to wanna to say, we're with Christ and his whole bride will be with him as he comes back and we will be dressed in white and we will be in horses that are behind him. And that's what the Bible tells us in Revelation 19. It goes on to say, in that day, to be glorified in his saints, that's not a reference to the rapture, that's a reference to the church coming back with him when he returns. It says, and to be admired among all of those who believe because our testimony among you was believed. So here he gets personal with the Thessalonians. He's saying, you guys are gonna be admired by all who believe because you believe the gospel. But that's the case with all of us. We are, we are gonna be standing with Christ and we will be revealed when Jesus is revealed from heaven. 
So this passage is all about the return of Jesus. The rapture of the church is not here at all. Second Thessalonians is all about the second coming of Christ, the return of Jesus to this earth. First Thessalonians is all about the rapture of the church. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.